Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. When 2020 began, I don't think anyone on earth could have predicted a lot of the things that have happened. In all sorts of ways, 2020 surely has been a year like no other. More about that in a few minutes, but first let's have our opening song. It's number 241 in the songbook. And it must be one of those songs with a permanent place in the Salvation Army's top 20 hymns and songs. Wonderful words by Charles Wesley, based on Romans chapter 5, verse 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This song was requested by a listener recently, and he specifically asked that it be sung to the great tune of Cardiff. Well, another listener also asked if it was possible to include singing with the tunes in the meetings. Believe me, I do this if it's possible. But sourcing recordings with band and congregational singing is often quite a challenge. Had we all known a few years ago that 2020 was coming, maybe we could have recorded more meetings. But I assure you again, I do my best. I think I have four recordings of this song with band and congregation, but each of those uses the tune Sagina, and I think I've used one of these in a previous meeting. Well, today we have the staff band to accompany us, so that should inspire us to sing especially well.
as we prepare for our prayers now, we're going to sing together a chorus that's not in our new songbook. It was in the chorus section of the previous songbook, and the words are, Never a prayer he will not answer, Never a seeking soul to whom the Lord said nay, Never a sin his grace cannot cover, Never a burden that he cannot roll away. And after we've sung, our prayers this evening will be led by Captain Callum Newton, recently appointed to the Aberdeen Corps after five years on the lovely island of Stornoway. Never a prayer he will not answer. Never a seeking soul to whom the Lord say nay. Never a sin that his grace cannot cover. Never a burden that he cannot roll away. Loving Heavenly Father and Lord of all, we come before you this day in humble worship and adoration. We thank you for your graciousness and your mercy which you grant us daily. We praise you because we can be confident in your grace, which can cover all sin. For our sins now, we ask a fresh outpouring of your grace and forgiveness. We ask for your spirit to descend on us once more and guide our paths in the way that you would choose for our lives. Lord, there are many things in the world which trouble us today. There are lives deeply impacted by COVID-19 who need your light and comfort. There are people affected by weather across the world, including damage by flooding in my own home of Aberdeen, which led to the tragic train derailment. Lord, I lift my community of Aberdeen to you just now as we battle these issues through extended lockdown. We pray for all the communities in the UK experiencing localised lockdowns and all the anxieties that go with that situation. We also pray for the many other countries who are re-entering lockdown with the re-emergence of the virus. In your mercy, Lord, hear the suffering cries of your people today. Lord, we thank you that while we are apart, there have been new ways of reaching people in your name. We rejoice in the success of new ventures and welcome the growth of the kingdom through such means. Give us the wisdom, Lord, to keep reaching the lost in new ways, that we may see more souls won in the name of Christ and more of the devil's dominions brought down. And God speed the day when we can all once more join together as a family to rejoice and to work together to further the kingdom, to pray together, and in your glory praise you as a family in worship. God bless our army and our leaders that we come through this and we come through the whole situation fighting fit once more to go and win souls for Jesus. And we ask all these things believing in the power of Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing again now. It's song number 691, Keep On Believing. When I was very young, my dad bought me a wind-up gramophone player. 
I think he felt obliged to do that when, aged about two, I took one of his precious International Staff Band LPs out of its sleeve, managed to put it onto his hi-fi and scratched it to death. After that, I reckon he thought it was safer to find me something of my own to play with and to pass on his duplicate Salvation Army 78s so that I could play them, scratch them and break them at will. One of the first of these 78s I ever remember playing was by the Penge Songsters. O Man of Galilee on one side, and this song, Keep On Believing, albeit with its original tune, on the other side. I remember being quite amused at the old-fashioned way of singing that the ladies had, sliding up to the high notes a bit. Go on, let's hear a little bit, shall we? <laughs> Whenever we sang this song, I must admit, my mind always went back to that old 1932 recording. I think sometimes before my voice broke, I used to even imitate those lady songsters. But then in 1989, we got this great new tune from the pen of Penny Bab. And it's that tune that we're going to sing and tap our feet to this evening. Keep on believing. selection this evening is The Everlasting Arms by Ray Steadman Allen. This piece was written as a sequel to Ray's perhaps more famous earlier selection, His Guardian Care, 
We heard that in a meeting back in March. This piece contains the songs God will take care of you, he will keep you from falling, leaning on the everlasting arms, what a friend we have in Jesus, and lean on his arms. Tonight we're going to hear it played by the Kettering Citadel Band. The Everlasting Arms.
first Bible reading this evening is taken from Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 to 31. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David! When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. Then he touched their eyes and said, According to your faith will it be done to you. And their sight was restored. Jesus warned them sternly, See that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. The singing company song this evening could have been written by those two blind men that Jesus healed. They were so happy their exuberance overflowed. Although Jesus had told them not to tell anyone what had happened, but they couldn't help just letting everyone know that Jesus had healed them. Once I was blind, but now I see. So the Portsmouth Citadel Singing Company are going to bring that song to us this evening. This one thing I know. Thank you. 
hard to keep inside all the good things that Jesus has done for us, isn't it? Sometimes it feels like being one of those famous geezers in the American parks, such as Old Faithful in Yellowstone, Wyoming. I've yet to see it myself in person, but what a great spectacle it must be. The pressure builds up inside and then whoosh! Out it all comes, just like the praise from the mouths of those two blind men. Well, God is doing some great things right now, all around the world. And the church is growing in the UK and the US faster than it has done for many years. All because the world, as so many see it, is in such a bad way. But things are not all bad. We may not be able to worship in our halls, wearing our uniforms, playing with the band, singing together in worship or with the songsters. But the way God has taken these lost experiences and turned them into new, exciting and best of all effective ways of sharing the great news of Jesus' saving power astonishes me every single day. Depending on how big or small your local Salvation Army Corps is, our Corps officers were all preparing their messages each week for, what, 30, 40, 80, 100 people in our halls? And they were the only ones who heard it. Now, that same message is usually live-streamed and is going out into the world on Facebook or YouTube. It's seen and heard by hundreds, even thousands of people. How can that ever be a bad thing? Oh, it's very, very different. But perhaps this is our new open-air service. Our on-air service. So, try to make your life this week a bit like old Reliable. Let the good news of what Jesus has done for you gush out like a geezer wherever you go. People need to hear it. And if you don't tell them who is going to, let them all know that Jesus is more than wonderful.
Our thanks to the International Staff Songsters for sharing that beautiful song with us. He truly is so much more than wonderful. Let's all sing together now. It's song number 853. This song by American writer James Rowe is another great song of testimony and we're going to join in with the massed male voices from the Royal Albert Hall in a rather nautical setting tonight. A Norman Bearcroft special indeed. So let's raise our voices loud enough to blow the man down. Who knows? Maybe just so that love can lift him up again. Love lifted me. Our second Bible reading is taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 45. Once a leper came and knelt in front of him and begged to be healed. If you want to, you can make me well again, he pled. And Jesus, moved with pity, touched him and said, I want to be healed. Immediately the leprosy was gone. The man was healed. Jesus then told him sternly, Go and be examined immediately by the Jewish priest. 
Don't stop to speak to anyone along the way. Take along the offering prescribed by Moses for a leper who is healed, so that everyone will have proof that you are well again. But as the man went on his way, he began to shout the good news that he was healed. Now you may have noticed that in both our readings this evening, Jesus asked or told the recipients of his healing miracles not to tell. This might seem a little strange. After all, when he rid the demon-filled man of his possession in Luke chapter 8, he told the man, return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So why tell one man one thing and another the opposite? Seems a little odd, to say the least, particularly as in all three cases the healed people were so overjoyed and grateful that the truth burst out of them like that geezer again. It must have been a most wonderful time. Can you imagine being there? They say seeing is believing, and it must have been so easy for the disciples and followers to believe in Jesus when they could see the power of the Holy Spirit working through him every day. But Jesus wasn't some sort of travelling circus act. While he did all that he could for those who needed or asked for his aid, I don't think Jesus would have believed that it would fulfil his father's purpose for his being here if all he did was travel around like some sort of Galilean magician performing his tricks to entertain the crowds. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, nothing spreads faster than wildfire. And I know 100% that I don't have to remind my friends in Australia of that. So very much has happened in this year 2020 that even fairly recent things, like the dreadful fires that they suffered in the early part of this year, have long been forgotten by the media who've moved their sensationalist coverage onto the virus situation and confined the older news, however dreadful, to the memory. And of course it hasn't been forgotten by those who have to still live with the aftermath. Yes, we all saw then how fast wildfire spread. And we also witnessed its uncontrollable nature. But you know, I think something does spread faster than wildfire. And that's gossip. I remember a news reporter coming into the school where I was teaching many years ago. And she told us the story about how one day young reporters had been set the task to prepare just as a test, it hadn't really happened, a very sudden obituary for our dear Queen Mother, who was at that moment very, very much alive. A visitor to the office had looked over to the computers and seen the headlines appearing on the screens. Leaving the office a short while later, she called a friend of hers on the other side of the world, a friend who, like her, worked in local radio. Within half an hour of that call, national TV and radio programmes were being interrupted in that country with a news flash. Reports are reaching us from the United Kingdom that the Queen Mother has died. More on that story as we receive it. Now that's some wildfire. The fact that Jesus is the Son of God, as one with the Holy Spirit, and able to manifest miracles wherever he went, may have been the world in which he travelled with his followers at that time. But it was not, and it never would be, his primary purpose on being here on earth with us. Jesus was here to fulfil God's will. A will in which Jesus knew he would have to die in order to save men from the tight and relentless bounds of sin to open the gates of heaven to all who would just believe in him and call him Lord. To prepare God's kingdom. That's why Jesus was here. He knew that all along, of course. Jesus was from childhood a great expert on the Old Testament laws and prophecies, as is evidenced from the reports of when he was just 12 years old, teaching in the temple. And so, 
He needed to be able to do his father's will and not be perpetually sidetracked during his ministry. Remember, he only had three years to do it all. You can just imagine the gossip that would have been spreading all over that area. <gasps> Jesus is coming! The miracle man is just outside our town! It would, I think, have been the biggest news in the area. Now, this is not, not at all meant to trivialise the great needs that these people undoubtedly had. And neither did Jesus do that, of course. Where there was such a need, he gladly met it even as evidenced in the case of the lady who merely touched the hem of his robe when he didn't even see or know the one with the need. But if I'd have read on just a little bit earlier and continued to the second half of verse 45 in that reading from Mark chapter 1, we get, perhaps, some real insight into what being in the Lord's entourage at that time must have been like. Remember, Jesus told the cleansed leper to go straight to the priest and get himself examined and cleared to re-enter society. But he couldn't help himself. Old reliable erupted again. Well, the last half of that verse says, As a result, such throngs soon surrounded Jesus that he couldn't publicly enter a city anywhere but had to stay out in the barren wastelands. And people from everywhere came to see him there. You see, the news was spreading anyway. The wildfire caught the next bush and the people came wherever Jesus went. That's why Jesus had to stay out in the barren wastelands. Can you imagine what it would have been like had he stayed in the towns or cities? We see the scenes outside hotels sometimes on our televisions where famous people are staying. The lines that queue along the streets just to get a glimpse, an autograph or a selfie with the pop star or film idol that's staying nearby. And it would have undoubtedly been just the same for Jesus back then. There's more to it than that, of course. Mosaic law forbade anyone but the priests to heal. He didn't want to deliberately make trouble for himself. There was also the fact that magic was forbidden by Roman law. Oh, there were all sorts of other things, but let's not lose the focus here. Those miracles still happened. They were real. They were thorough. They were lasting. And they were life-changing for the recipients. Blind men who could suddenly see had a new purpose in life. They were no longer condemned to a life of begging. No longer was the leper an outcast under a death sentence. He was free to rejoin his family, his town or village, in a way like being reborn. And that's the word that brings all of this into the realm of 2020. That brings the heart of the message to our own hearts today. Oh yes, miracles do still take place every day. Of that there's no doubt at all. But it's that miracle of grace that touches our lives every single day of our existence. That grace that gives us our own miracle. The miracle of salvation. The miracle of sins forgiven. The miracle that turns each of us from timid people afraid to testify into being unable to contain the geezer inside us and want to shout the good news of the gospel to everyone that we meet. There's our miracle. No wonder we can't keep quiet about it. So, let your own geezer go this week. Tell of what Jesus has done for you. I'll try. I pray that you do too. We may feel that we don't have much to offer, but there's a great song that says, I have not much to give thee, Lord, but all I have is thine.
the beautiful voice there of Jackie Proctor. Thank you, Jackie, for all the years you've shared that wonderful gift with the rest of us. I know Jackie is a regular listener now down under in Perth, Australia. And may God continue to bless you, Jackie, and use you where he can in his service today. My thanks also go to all who've taken part in our meeting this evening. Captain Callum Newton, the Kettering Citadel Band, Portsmouth Citadel Singing Company, the International Staff Band and the International Staff Songsters. And thank you all for listening and for the wonderful encouragement that I so regularly receive from you in return. I shall be on a family holiday for the next couple of weeks, so I'm pleased to leave you in the more than capable hands of Major Ian Woodgate from South London DHQ. I'll be back on the 6th of September, but don't forget, all previous meetings, as well as many episodes of my podcast Going to the Army, are always available to listen to on Podomatic or iTunes. And Fortress Radio continues to broadcast Salvation Army and Christian music 24 hours a day, every day. To conclude our meeting tonight, let's sing together song number 852. Yet another great favourite by Sidney Cox. Jackie's beautiful solo earlier was recorded on the final day of the 1978 International Congress in London. I was there in that very meeting. And the band singing and the congregation from that meeting is also used for the first and last verses that we're going to join in with now. I had to get the second verse from somewhere else, but that's okay. Well, apart from the fact that it was in a different key and I had a lot of editing to do. So let's have a great sing now and conclude our time of worship together. I want to tell you what the Lord has done. Then Brother Eric Ball a name that'll need no introduction at all, is going to pronounce our benediction. And we've got a very, very special post-benediction ending tonight that I know will mean so much to many, many listeners. May God bless you all. can do. What God has done, he still can do. Hallelujah. That's right. Verse 3, all together. Oh, 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 oh. 
is thy peace above us, thy peace beneath us, thy peace around us, thy peace within our hearts. We bow our heads to thy benediction, knowing thou wilt companion us all the way until we see thee face to face. Thanks be to God. Amen.